Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. If you saw Cocaine Bear, and I did not, I think I'm going to wait for it to be streaming. Um, but it was supposedly based on a true story. But it's far from the actual true story. If you want to learn the real deal, there's a documentary called Cocaine Bear, The True Story. It was just released today. Now, sadly, the bear is hardly a part of the true story. Basically, it ate the cocaine and died. Right. And, that, and that's it. Uh, it's more about uh, a dude named Andrew C. Thornton II, a paratrooper and police officer who got involved in international drug smuggling, bailed from an airplane in Georgia with millions of dollars in coke, and died when his parachute failed. So I guess he got uh, down on the ground dead with uh, the, all the coke, and then the bear ate the coke. Okay. And probably him as well. Right. Oy. This is important. Pete Davidson wants you to know his junk isn't that huge. Okay. Yeah. He says, I don't understand. It's really not that special. It's a very normal-sized penis. It's like, you know, not too big or not too small. It's just, like, big enough to enjoy and not big enough for it to hurt, or so I've been told. <laughs> People go and ask him these things. Yeah. <laughs> or he feels the need to put this out there. Whatever the case, his very normal-sized penis has seen the intimate parts of Kim Kardashian, Ariana Grande, Kate Beckinsale, and, and many others. Wow. Yeah. And is he going back to SNL soon or something He's like that? He's going to host it one night, I think, wow. yeah. Sometime in May. Here's something that's not a part of Quentin Tarantino's vision of cinema. Sex. He says there's a reason why sex scenes aren't a thing in my movies. He says the truth is that in real life, it's a pain to shoot sex scenes. Everyone is very tense. It's also a bit problematic to do it now. Or it was problematic to do it before, and it's even more so now. So if there had ever been a sex scene that was essential to the story, I would have had it. But so far, it hasn't been necessary. Interesting. Just the the bloodletting. Yeah, lots of blood. Yeah, yeah. Although he wrote True Romance, and there was some loving in that, but he didn't direct it. Okay. Times put out their uh, 100 most influential people. Uh, for artists, it's all in different categories. So under the artist category, people like uh, Michael B. Jordan, Drew Barrymore, Ali Wong, Austin Butler, Aubrey Plaza. Do you get the feeling this Austin Butler who played Elvis? I, I get this feeling about him that it's like one and done. Hmm. I don't know. I think I think he's just so framed as Elvis now. Well, I think there's got to be a certain fear of him being typecast yeah. as Elvis now. Or any old rock star, any dead rock star. Right. That's the only gigs he can get. <laughs> Next, Buddy Holly. Um, Salma Hayek also showing up on that list. As far as icons are concerned, Jennifer Coolidge, Salman Rushdie, King Charles showing up. Pioneers include uh, Bella Hadid. Mr. Beast, the YouTuber. Right. And uh, Doja Cat. For leaders, Ukraine's First Lady, President Biden, Cindy McCain, Senator Mitch McConnell. Hang on a second. Like, Jennifer Coolidge showed up in the icon category? Mm, yeah. Stifler's mom? Yeah. You know, it's all since uh, White Lotus. Everybody's right. just loving her since White Lotus. Gotcha. Titans include Patrick Mahomes, Elon Musk, Angela Bassett. Beyonce. Hmm. So there you go. Some of those. And Barry returns on Sunday. We got to kill Barry. Barry has to die. Uh, Sunday, 10 p.m. HBO. If, if you haven't seen it, Bill Hader as, ba as Barry. It, it really... God knows I watch a lot of TV. Yeah. <laughs> More than is probably healthy or uh, advised. Way beyond what's... Yeah. Yeah. 
But Barry, one of the greatest shows ever made. Really? It's brilliant. I haven't seen it. I, I know you haven't. I don't have HBO. You won't watch. Even if I gave you HBO. <laughs> if I came to your home and presented HBO to you, you What's would Barry watch it. about? Barry is about a guy who's a, he's a, a killer. He's a hired gun. Okay. He was in uh, I Afghanistan. That. I thought like around a Dexter type thing. He's a hitman. He was in Afghanistan, and he's just a, he's just a killer. He's just a cold-blooded killer. Bill Hader? Yeah. But he um, he ends up... Going, he wants to get out of it. He wants to feel. He wants to be among normal people. So he starts taking an acting class, and Henry Winkler is the uh, the teacher there. Oh wow! And he ends up falling in love with a girl. And it just all the characters in the show are brilliant. So is it funny? Black black comedy. Okay. Yeah. There's some really really funny moments and some really dark stuff. Gotcha. So yeah, I. I Okay, I am. I'll give you HBO. I'll drag you to my house and force you to watch it. Well, we all know now that the Raptors got knocked out of the NBA playoffs on Wednesday night, losing to the Bulls. But now we know why. Because of a nine-year-old girl. Yeah, Demar's daughter. Yeah, every time a Raptor player stepped up to the free throw line, she had let out an ear-piercing scream. And it totally worked. The Raptors went 18 for 36 at the line. It was their worst free throw performance of the season and the most misses in an elimination game since 1969. Uh, the worst part of the story is that uh, DeMar DeRozan's daughter wasn't even supposed to be at the game. She begged her dad to let her miss school for it. Of course, she spent, DeMar spent the first nine years of his career with the Raptors, so his daughter spent her childhood going to games here in Toronto. Mm. DeMar says he's glad he let her skip. He says, I probably owe her some money. <laughs> <laughs> Except she's never allowed back here again. That's right. She's not allowed in any NBA arena ever again. Um, I now, uh, We now know where Lucky actually was over the Easter long weekend. Oh. He was not in Ottawa. Really? No. Uh, cops got a call around 2 a.m. Friday morning about a guy breaking into houses. But here's where it got fun. When police arrived, the dude was fully greased up and naked. <laughs> Turned out he had covered himself in wheel-bearing grease and peppermint oil. <laughs> he tried to run away, but got distracted by a trampoline. Police arrested him on the trampoline. It wasn't easy because he was so slippery. <laughs> Think uh, that always anything like that always reminds me of Burt Reynolds and was it striptease? I think. Was yes. One? Yes. God, he was good in that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not one of the films in Burt Reynolds' uh, career that I don't think when he was alive he often would have brought up as a no, highlight. But that well, he was good to me more, I think. In that That's right. Now, Striptease was one of the last movies she made. Right. Like, kind of at the height of her fame. Yeah, I remember it was all the scandal because was she actually naked or not naked? Right. I yes. And of course, she was always at the you know during her pregnancies and such posing on magazine covers uh, naked and yes. Yeah, Demi Moore. What a run she had. And, of course, now an interesting story with her and Bruce Willis and Bruce Willis's now uh, current wife and, and the daughters and all of them hovering together in that home, like around him. Yeah. Basically all living together, taking care of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if my ex-wives will do the same for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Scams. Scams that always fool somebody. We want to believe we're wise and smart and aware. Nobody's going to play us for a fool, but we get fooled. 
Like when stores write a high price on something, then cross it out and write a fake discount price. Right. When that's the normal price all along. Mm-hmm. They do that to you. Uh, restaurants and such that add a tip line at the end of everything, even if it isn't a service-orientated purchase. You know what I did? This has come up with restaurants and their tipping and their machines mm-hmm. now. That offer 10, 15, 20, 25, mm-hmm. can go up to percent tip. But that's all calculated after tax as well, mm-hmm. which really isn't supposed to be that way. It's funny how quickly we've uh, turned on restaurants when COVID first started. We couldn't love them enough. Right, yeah. Right? We, go support them. Get to your local restaurant. Yeah. Tip, 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 tip. Now it's like, I hate going to restaurants and tipping. <laughs> well, it's just because we did support. Yeah. Right? Well, all the takeout services and this and that, like trying to help, mm-hmm. and, and we were tipping. I was tipping extra mm-hmm. to help out staff. You were going past your 7%. I was going past. <laughs> who were reliant on those tips. Yeah. And then as soon as it's over and we're back in there, they're milking it. <laughs> Timeshares. Timeshares are a scam that always fool people. I saw a great um, thing on John Oliver, you know, with uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. He'll always have a... Uh, uh, spotlight on something, and just the it's brilliant. By the way, it's yeah, so, it's so well done. It's such a smart show. Anyhow, uh, timeshares. One of the reasons they they they're such a scam is because, and I haven't seen it. I haven't been many places in a while, but there was a period of time you go to these resorts, these all inclusives, and that you just get hounded by these guys, right? You know, and they'd offer you a free catamaran and a lunch yeah. on an island somewhere. Just come see this presentation. Take like nine hours, and they get you booze in you and. I remember Maria and her sister coming home. They had taken a trip together somewhere, and they came back, and they got hosed into signing up for some timeshare. Really? Oh, yeah, because you <laughs> the effort it took to get us out of that. <sighs> <laughs> Can't let her go anywhere. But, you know, it's, it's like when you go on vacation, and somebody always says, oh, wouldn't it be? Imagine living here. Right. Yeah, but if you lived there, you wouldn't be on that resort. You'd be living in those poo huts on the other side of the street. <laughs> Which isn't so good. Anyhow, uh, yes, they get the booze in you and they convince you that this is just the greatest thing. Mm -hmm. Life and business coaching is supposedly a complete scam. One person who spent years working for a small company that offered up life and business coaching claims it's all common info that's just regurgitated from bigger companies. And they aren't even experts. It's the old saying, those who can't do, teach. That's right. Hey, I was going to ask you a question in regards to that. Okay. So I was reading the other day that uh, John Rahm bought his caddy when he won the U.S. Open, like a $17,000 Rolex as a gift. Okay. Over and above the 10% or whatever he paid him. Right. I don't, I don't know if he did the same for him with the Masters or not. But then I went on to read a bit about this caddy and what an amazing caddy he is and the things he's done for so many golfers. So why, if he's such a great caddy, can't he play the game himself? Pressure. Oh, is that it? Yeah, for yeah. a lot of them, it comes down to pressure. Mm. And and can you perform in that moment? Mm. You know, there have been so many great golfers. But the the ones that stay and uh, and can remain at the top mm. are, are ones who can handle that environment. Do you think... You know, how many tours and how many pros there are in the world uh, to get to that top echelon of the top 60, top 80, top 100 in the world? Mm-hmm. It it's all comes down to how you can perform 
under that pressure. Because you see in other sports, hockey, baseball, football, where a, a star athlete or even somebody who at least has played the game at some level for some time, usually then at the end of their career, go on to coaching. Right. But it is interesting that these guys, caddy is a totally different thing. They never really, they play the game, of course, obviously, they have yeah. to play the game, but never to any kind of level, but are mentally they're a great coach, physically they can't do it, or I guess mentally they're a great coach, but mentally they can't play it. Many of them are scratch golfers. Yeah. So that they, you know, you could go out and they'll, they'll shoot 72, 71, and, or, or lower. Right. Um, but, you know, again, you know, when you're playing in your group uh, of, with three other people, mm. and you've got a four-foot putt for a beer on it, and your knees are shaking. Mm. Well, take that back to now a 12-foot putt with $4 million in a title on the line yeah. and a billion people watching you, and, and you try and make that putt. That, that pressure environment is not for everybody. And speaking of bets, I want to make one. Want to make, okay. make a bet with me? Uh, I, I want to hear what, you're, what the hell you're betting on first. I, I believe, I guarantee... That tonight against the Jays, the Tampa Bay Rays, their streak ends. Wow. So they're tied for 13 wins in a row, which is a tie with the record. No other to team. Start the season, yep. Yes. No other team has done more than 13. If they do it tonight, that's 14. So you think the undefeated Rays come into the and Rogers lose, Center and lose to the and Jays? And lose to the Jays. Yes. I, I, you want to you wanna make a bet on that? <laughs> what are you betting? Um. Wife swap. <laughs> I don't know anything. I'm a beer. Something. Sure, sure. I'll, all right. I'll indulge. All right, let's do that. The Jays put them all in one run yesterday. <laughs> but now they're going to bounce back. Okay. Let me see. Oh, and, and I know I'm getting all sidetracked here, but I'm just having uh, the... I, uh, I don't know if I came up with this or if somebody said it before. I'm not sure. We started this whole bit with scam. I'm not sure who's getting scammed on that bet. <laughs> Actually, let's do, a, uh, let's do something bigger than just a beer. <laughs> uh, we'll think of something. Um, uh, somebody asked me uh, if I was going to be golfing this weekend. Right. And I said, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to get out. We were at the driving range. did pretty good. I said, I'm ready to hit pins and drain tins. Okay. Have you ever heard that before? No. I think I made that up. Meaning, I'm going to hit the pin. Right. And I'm going to drain beers. I'm ready to hit pins and drain tins. Right. I'm going to patent that. <laughs> so if you ever say it, you owe me $5. <laughs> Look who joins us. It's the godfather of the grill. It's Ted Reader. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Good morning, Ted. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm I'm standing at the back of the joint looking at the ninth hole of El Dorado Golf Club. What a beautiful, beautiful day. And, uh, well, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Man, it's gorgeous. You're getting ready to open. When are we, uh, when are we opening the joint? Uh, official opening day will be May 11th. Okay. And that's a Thursday. And so that's what we're working up to. We've got a function here on the 5th, so we got to be ready for May 5th. And we hope to open golf up uh, before May 1st. Beautiful. Uh, Teddy, we need your help here, my friend. Uh, I have made okay. a, I've made a bet with Lucky. I believe that the Toronto Blue Jays will beat the Tampa, Ray, Tampa Bay Rays tonight to stop the Rays and their winning streak. They're up to 13 games in a row they've won to start the season. If they win 14, they set a new record. I don't think that'll happen. I think the Jays are going to beat them. And uh, if they do, Lucky owes me a full rack of ribs. If uh, the Jays lose, I owe him a full rack of ribs. I'm going to add this to it. 
I also, when I win, I want Lucky to pay you to come to my house to cook those ribs for me. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard that term, bound to happen? Right. <laughs> so, first of all, uh, I think we, uh, we're going to go side ribs. One, they're a little cheaper, but they're also, as we've learned from Teddy, they're tastier than the back rib, a little more fat to them. But how will I, because honestly, Ted, I've prepared ribs in the oven, but I've never done it on my grill, and I don't have a smoker. So if I have to cook ribs for Lucky, tell me what to do. All right. Well, um, number one, you get your rack of ribs, and you got to peel the membrane off the back side of it, off the bone side. This seems complicated. And, <laughs> yeah, it is. And then you're going to want like to, I like to, Take a little bit of uh, either Dijon mustard or honey honey mustard works really now, and spread the honey mustard all over the rack of ribs, all the sides. Okay. Okay. And then season them up with my bone dust barbecue seasoning rub. Okay. And then you're going to put them on your grill, Craigie, and you're going to do it indirect. So you're going to have the fire on one side and nothing on the other side. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you're going to put the ribs in there, and you're going to try and maintain a temperature of about 225 to 250 degrees. I'll let you have a little extra leeway in there. Okay. And you're going to smoke it for approximately two and a half to three hours. Okay. And spritzing it occasionally with a little bit of apple juice. So these are not and then, anything, right? Uh, anything? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Now they're just they're just smoking away there, lids on. Temperature's nice and low, and you get it going. And really, if you take a thermometer probe and you slide it into the meat on the side, in between the bones, the meat temperature should be about 165 to 170 degrees internal temp. Okay. At that point, you're going to sprinkle it with a little bit of brown sugar. You're going to pour on a little bit of barbecue sauce, whichever one you like, and you're going to wrap it up in a couple sheets of aluminum foil. And you're going to put them back in the grill and close the lid, and you're going to continue to cook them at that same temperature of about 225 to 250 in there. And you're going to let them go for almost 90 minutes to two hours until the bones, the meat pulls back off the bone, and you can wiggle them just like you would in your in your oven, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. And then, then you unwrap them, let them cool slightly, finish them on the grill, baste them with sauce, and you're done. I think I'm just going to go buy him a box of wings at the grocery store. It seems a lot easier. <laughs> well, I, I know it's 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 difficult for you, Craig. Um, the challenge of getting your brain to work some days is hard. And uh, but you can you can manage it. I think you know because you cook every day. I do. You just might have to start four days in advance. Or maybe what we'll do is once uh, the joint is open, we'll just come up and one of us will buy the other one a rack of ribs right. at the joint. There you go. Yeah. We'll do that because we make a tasty rack of ribs. When it comes to ribs, Ted, can you overcook them? Because you, know, you just kind of leave them on until it gets wiggly. But it seems like you just leave them on a really long time. Well, they take, uh, you know, what we call it, it's a 3-2-1. It's almost a six-hour process if you do it low and slow. You can do it a little easier if you want to peel the membrane, rub them down, put them in, in, in a pan, add a little bit of liquid to that pan, like a, you know, a can of ginger ale, cover them with a sheet of plastic, then cover them with uh, some aluminum foil. You can pop them in your oven at uh, 325 degrees for about 90 minutes to two hours, pull them out, let them rest, and then you can finish them on the grill and baste them with sauce, and that's another easy method to do. It's not the full-on 
low and slow barbecue, but you can have ribs in two and a half hours uh, versus six. All right, very good, Teddy. We are going to move along. Little known fact about our pally Lucky in high school, his nickname was actually Wiggly Bones. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true fact. All right, Teddy, if people want to talk to you about ribs or the joint or anything around the grill, how do they get a hold of you? You're going to find me in the social media world at tedreader.com or at Ted Grills. Behind the scenes uh, here at Rock Mornings, big negotiations going on in regards to a full rack of ribs. Uh, a bet Lucky and I have placed uh, for the Jays and Rays uh, tonight. I believe uh, the Jays will shut the Rays down and stop this winning streak. Lucky believes the Rays will go on to set a new record. We're just now deciding are we going full rack of side ribs or back ribs. They uh, go anywhere in price from about 25 to 30 bucks. the side ribs being cheaper than the back ribs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go back ribs. I'm so confident. I'll go whatever's on sale. <laughs> I'm not. And by the way, I'm not betting on any. I'm only betting against you. These are cooked ribs, right? These are these aren't like store bought ribs. These what? are. You have to present me, or I will present you Monday morning with a fully cooked rack of ribs. Holy crap! Yeah, that's work involved in that. Well, no, you go to a restaurant and buy it. <laughs> I'm gonna. If I have to buy it, I'm gonna pick it up Sunday afternoon, evening. Right. And I'll present it to you Monday morning. Okay. And then I want you to consume the whole thing while the show is on. <laughs> <laughs> but those are cold. Well, we got a microwave here. <laughs> have you seen in that? Looks like, <laughs> looks like the cow that had those ribs died in that microwave. So anyhow, that's... Uh, okay, well, we get, see, I don't know. I don't want you to present me just a, a store-bought rib. I mean, we, you know what we could do? Okay, here's an idea. You know, sometimes you go to the grocery store and they'll have, like, the Swiss chalet, or they'll have prepared ribs oh, and Oh, right, box. yes. Yeah. We could do that. Could do that. All right, well, we'll just see what happens. All right, because then you can find where they're on sale. <laughs> All right, that might, be, that might be easier overall. Okay, we'll figure it out. Um, penicillin. Penicillin was discovered in 1928. Mm. It would have vanquished the pneumonia that killed millions of people during the 1918 influenza pandemic. If they'd taken it. Oh, they wouldn't have. <laughs> oh, no, actually, they would have because they didn't have social media. Right. And every moron with a great sex education deeming that the scientists and doctors know nothing. People around the world drink more goat milk than cow milk. Really? Hmm. I drink more chocolate milk. <laughs> the brown cows. Yes. Do you like the chocolate milk or the strawberry milk? More. Which one? Uh, if I was going to choose, it'd probably be chocolate. Yeah, I haven't had a strawberry milk in a very. I was going to say it's been a while. Uh, speaking about many years ago, people in the late 1800s used to rip pages out of the Sears Roebuck catalog and use them as TP toilet paper. <laughs> they didn't see any need to buy paper specifically for wiping themselves when the catalog came for free. Was the lingerie section the last part ripped? <laughs> Although, I guess in the 1800s, it wasn't a very detailed no. lingerie section in no. the Sears catalog. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a knee. Uh, Nigeria, India, and Pakistan all have more people who speak English than England. There are 128 million English speakers in India, 125 million in Nigeria, 108 million in Pakistan, and only 63 million in the U.K., and all of them are subtitled when they're in North American television. <laughs> right. 
Uh, standard plastic. Hey, you who drink from the uh, water bottles you buy at the store, right? In the cases of 24 and such, those water bottles, the standard plastic, take 450 years to degrade in ocean water. Well, so we don't care. Um, obviously, we don't. Uh, obviously, we're not going to see the troubles that they create. No. I mean, if you've been to the grocery store, you see the guys when it's on sale and they've got carts full of it. Mm-hmm. We know we don't care. Rhinos don't have any natural predators, but they kill each other more than any other mammal. But half of males and a quarter of females die from combat injuries. Okay. Mm-hmm. Although I'd say humans would be up there. Right, right. But aren't they one of the protected ones? Rhinos are protected, aren't they? Right. From, I mean, still, there's there's those who do. Yeah. Well, no, I just mean humans killing each other would be more oh, I see what you're than saying. rhinos are. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Cockroaches are repulsed by human beings. If they come into contact with one, they run away, hide, and try to wash themselves off. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so the feeling is mutual. Uh, some acting stuff. Uh, Denzel Washington, in his 40-year career, has never appeared in a sequel until The Equalizer 2 in 2018, and now The Equalizer 3 that will be out September 1st. Oh. And I do like his Equalizer movies. They're good. I don't know if I saw those. Oh, they're really good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. you got to check those out. The first, You know what? They, they might. I would, I would say they're even... Uh, uh, the boys would like them. Really? Yeah. Action-packed. Okay. Boy, he's so good. Yeah. He's really good in them. Brad Pitt's first starring role was in a movie called The Dark Side of the Sun in 1988. It was an English-language Yugoslavian film about an American who travels to the country looking for a cure to a rare skin disease. I don't know really? that. I thought that, I thought he was credited, like, wasn't Thelma and Louise his breakout part? Might have been his breakout part, but well, that was pre-88, wasn't it? I guess he was a star at that oh, point. Oh, this was starring role. Gotcha. Yeah, because he was also in True Romance as the stoner on the couch. Right. Um, the fist bump was first popularized by a guy named Fred Carter, a high-energy NBA player from the 1970s. And he didn't want a high-five? He didn't have uh, the d- disease. <laughs> <laughs> He's afraid of catching the cooties. <laughs> He's known as Pandemic Fred. Yes. The word trophy comes, the Greek, comes from the Greek word tropion, which referred to body parts that soldiers would cut off in battle to celebrate their victories. Oh, my goodness. Hopefully it's the guy they killed. Hopefully it's his body parts, not their own. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Make no sense. I won, so I'm lobbing off a toe. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.